Hello, and today we're going to be talking about The Avengers, led by Steve Rogers. My name is Josh, welcome to the Gamers Guild. So, as we talked about in our first little introductory episode, we're going to be going through affiliations and leaderships, and we're going to be talking about some ways to break into those affiliations, ways to kind of get into them uh, and learn what they do without having to do all the work yourself. Uh, so today I have two other hosts with me. I have Nate. That's me. And I have Matthew. Hello. So the format that we're going to go for, go with today is we're going to go, we're all going to go in order and we're going to give you an expansion that we recommend for an Avengers affiliation led by Steve Rogers. Uh, that's can, we're going to give our reasoning behind it a little bit. And then we're going to give you recommended splash characters. A splash character is going to be a character that's not in that affiliation. Uh, someone who we feel synergizes well with characters in that affiliation or maybe leaderships in that affiliation. And then the last thing we're going to discuss is a play style or objectives for your uh, affiliation. So a little bow on it. We're going to talk about how you bring it all together, why we suggested those things together um, and how you would actually play with these suggestions going forward. Yeah, so this expansion, and, and no offense to either of your guys' expansions, they are definitely great boxes for the affiliation. Uh, but I feel like this one kind of just takes the number one slot, and that is the Vision and Winter Soldier box. Uh, Vision is probably the Avenger that synergizes best with what Steve offers with his leadership. Uh, he has a reactive ability that he can use defensively, uh, whenever he's targeted, he can make sure that his defenses are on the higher end, or maybe he can have some play with his uh, the pushes or not taking collision damage. Uh, and then on his turn, he has a throw that usually costs two. Now it only costs one. Uh, and so Vision gets just absolute synergy points uh, when it comes to Steve Rogers. And then the other side of the box is Winter Soldier, which... Honestly, was not a part of the box that I was really excited for up until some of the recent updates. And Winter Soldier kind of slaps now. Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> it, it's just, he he's able to put out uh, quite a few shots. Again, all the synergies with Steve's leadership, uh, being able to kind of do a leapfrog, where you take another character within range two that's an ally, spend a power, get placed within range one of them. So a little bit of mobility uh, is cheaper now. Uh, and then of course, the one thing Winter Soldier I think is most well known for is his uh, seeing red impression with got your back, his reactive power to take shots at somebody once they have dazed one of his allies characters. Uh, so doing that for cheaper uh, works really well for him. And just overall, uh, Winter Soldier's kit uh, saw some nice improvements with the addition of Rapid Fire. Uh, so there's a lot of synergy there. And then the tactic cards as well. 
are tactic cards that like if you're running Captain America and Winter Soldier anyway, till the end of the line, really great objective stuff. But also just field dressing is a, a linchpin card. Yeah, um, I definitely think that you're you're right about the, the all the the synergy, especially with like vision, uh, like being able to throw for one or being able to to swap your your defensive stance for one is really obnoxious for an opponent. Uh, and I, I have you played with uh, till the end of the line yet with the new Winter Soldier? Uh, I've done it once. It's a card that. Uh... Like it, it, I think it makes it into the ten a little bit easier, but you you still need to wait for that right objective setup. You want to make sure that Steve and uh, Bucky are going to be on the same side of the map because there right. is a, a a pretty intense range restriction on the playing of the card. True, true. Yeah, you, you can't just pop it on like a like on an extremist console mm-hmm. and expect to get all the value out of it. You probably want something centrally located uh, where yep. people are really going to be trying to jockey for position yeah something like a sword base is really nice to have it on oh yeah i mean sword base is great with just vision in general Uh, speaking as someone who's played vision in probably the last like three months straight and he's great but that ability to just not be pushed is a super clutch on something like sword yeah immunity to push is just so gross because it's like oh yeah like web warriors the controly team no 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 wakanda yeah wakanda they also he also provides a really good energy attack um that some some of the avengers outside of like higher cost avengers can have a little bit of uh trouble getting to i guess hawkeye would be a good example of another one that's a lower cost but the uh, a beam four energy is crazy and like he's also he with the, i was about to say the sap he's maximizing your efficiency and taking away efficiency from your opponent with and just being a, and just being a power battery like whatever cart you want to bring whatever cards you want you want to bring something follow like follow me vision's going to be able to pay for it you know vision's going to be able to pay for whatever plan you have going to the game exactly the only thing you have to be careful with with vision is uh the way steve's leadership works it's the first superpower per turn that you use gets the discount. He does have a, a zero cost uh, superpower that gives him extra power. Do not want to make that the first one you use when you're playing him under Steve, because that will waste your, your use of the power or the leadership. Essentially you want to do the throw first and then you'll want to build power. If you're going to be doing that. If you're going to be doing it with the superpower, but I feel like if uh, if there are times when you're using the superpower to gain power, it's because you don't have anything else to do. Uh, Vision's beam is just as likely to get him that two power as uh, the synthesis action is. Oh yeah, definitely. There, there's a few characters like that. Wong is another example, but you mm-hmm. probably don't want to hit. Or Vision's the exact opposite. You want to be shooting every chance you get. Yeah, I mean one. Uh... I mean, this uh, one plan I, I've done uh, countless times with Vision is just that really aggressive, powerful, like move forward, use Avengers Assemble, because you know you're just going to line up like three people and just like beam them. And then you know, I got three power, I can throw, I can do whatever I want. Yep. Yep. And he's got enough power left over for the defensive stuff. Yep. And Synthesoid Avenger is such a, such a 
wonky attack. It, you, you can really take people by surprise and it's just amazing. kill people that you shouldn't be killing. Yeah. And, and Winter Soldier, I think Winter Soldier is great if you're going with a little bit more people. Because if as your as your little guys die, Winter Soldier is going to punish you for it, uh, or punish your opponent for it. And he can stay really safe while he does it. He's a really good choice to sit on a back point and uh, just just lay out like the bleed condition and uh, just build build value throughout the game. And size unrestricted push. Yes, which oh, is really important now. Yep. Uh, and one last thing I'll uh, I'll throw onto the the accolades of Winter Soldier is uh, one of and and really it's kind of the the main disservice that I think has been done to Steve, and that's uh, there's not out, outside of Vision there aren't too many uh, affiliated characters that really synergize with Cap that are at a reasonable threat level. Uh, yes. And so Winter Soldier is one of the few gets to count as affiliated. Uh, characters that really can take the the full value engine that is Steve and uh, just run away with it. Yeah, I think that brings up one more good important point is to be careful with something like Avengers Assemble on Winter Soldier because mm. he's not going to count for as an Avenger when you're in the game. He'll only count when you're making your squad. Uh, so he won't be able to benefit from something like Second Wind or Avengers Assemble because Rogue Agent just doesn't do that for him. Yeah. Nope. Totally fair. But that's why he's got the Hydra tactics. That's why he's got Hydra tactics. <laughs> well, Matthew, what is your suggestion for us? For the recommended expansion? Well, I, I I'm going to say Hulk. Um, because Hulk is fun. And if you want to play Avengers uh, and you, you're just out of the box and you're picking up Hulk, you're going to have fun with him. And he synergizes ins- insanely well with Steve because he just has that ability to leap for two and still have a power to do stuff. He can th- he has one of the best throws in the game and he can do it for one. So right off and he can, and he can do his rerolls with the not puny banner for cheaper, which got bumped up once they finally released the, the, the new characters. But for Steve, it's still just three costs to do it. Uh, so he's got a reactive. He's got good stuff for his active superpowers. He's And he's just fun to just throw a whole bunch of dice. But the other thing I really like about him is just his ability at size four to be able to move, to take advantage of Avengers Assemble. He can do some really crazy um, extract plays um, to be able to control and just gobble up whatever is on the board and with 20 health and sizable defense and Steve to be able to come up and back him up. It's a, uh, it's hard to t- it's hard to strip those, those extracts unless you have a specific counter to him. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I played a little bit of the new Hulk in uh, midnight Suns, So I don't get all the power, the power flexibility you get in Steve. But for a big base that moves short, he's surprisingly mobile just on his own. And being able to protect him with Steve is a big thing because you want him to get hurt, but you don't want him to get too banged up because if he gets too banged up, you're going to lose him. Right, right. And I, I like having more power for more Hulk smashes because I felt like in um, in Midnight Suns that there wasn't a lot of times I'd get to do Thunderclap and Hulk smash. There was a lot more times I'd be having to pay for his powers 
So being able to be to use his powers more often and then use his cool attacks means you're getting a lot more value out of your, your high threat character. Yeah, and to be fair, Midnight Suns uh, is one of those leaderships that costs power to use, and Steve is giving him a discount instead of costing power, uh, mm-hmm. so that uh, that swing goes even further in uh, Hulk's favor right. for uh, more offensive power. Yeah, and and I'm getting a lot of value out of him spending more power. Like you said, the sw- the, when the pendulum swings the other way, you're going to get a lot more value out of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, also just just to also be aware is that when you bring Hulk onto the table, if you see after the deployment that um, that the your opponent doesn't really have a, a fantastic answer to Hulk, Hulk can, doesn't need Steve at that point. He can just run rickshaw in some area and just beat on whoever he wants. He can toss them aside. He can just own an entire side of the board if there's no answer to him and. And, 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 and that might sometimes feel like you're spending your sixth threat to not do as much because everyone's just running away from the big, scary green monster. But he's winning you the game. You'd rather your opponent be running away from the, this big, scary green monster than scoring points or, or hitting your, your squishy people. That's right. Yeah, Hulk is Hulk is fantastic. If you haven't played New Hulk, you heard it here first. <laughs> Play New Hulk. Like give, give give him a try. He uh, he 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 is a question character, uh, in the sense of when you put him on the table, uh, he is a question that your opponent has to answer, and if they do not have an answer that's good enough, uh, it'll it'll win you the game. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. There there are games won simply off the back of I had Hulk and you couldn't say anything about it. I've yeah. definitely played games against like. A, a, a team where I ended up having like three hammers on Hulk and they just didn't have the offense to take him down. So he was just gobbling. He was just scoring points and punching people. Like there was, there, there was no mathematical way they could take Hulk down because they just didn't have the offense. And then with Steve there, it's impossible. Oh, yeah. Uh, and one last thing I'll, uh, I'll throw out for, uh, for the sake of the Hulk box uh, the objective that it comes with is one that is very favorable, I think specifically to Steve's Avengers, and that is the Gamma Shelters. It's the E objective right down the middle of the map. It, it kind of favors Hulk. It's low points, so there's less threat on the table to deal with Hulk himself. Uh, but it also kind of centralizes where everybody is going to be fighting for those points. Uh, and... Uh, Steve's Avenger does attrition pretty well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right, Josh, what about you? What, uh, what expansion are you bringing to the table? So I brought um, the dynamic duo Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Uh, so I really like duo characters a lot. Uh, I, I like it when they can do cool things together. And they're not the, the, the tightest duo on the table. Um, but they do some really interesting things. Uh, Luke Cage specifically is one of my favorites. I think, especially when he was announced, a lot of people kind of discounted him because he wasn't as flashy as Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luke Cage is an absolute tank. Um, there, are, For three threat, you're getting a character that is extremely hard to bring down. Um, he has high defensive values already, and then he has a high amount of stamina built on top of that. And he's negating damage up 
up to uh, up to one. He has to always take at least one damage if he's going to negate any. But that stacks up a lot over time. And uh, uh, Iron Fist is a little bit of the opposite, where Luke Cage is going to protect your guys with his uh, with his bodyguard esque ability. He'll have a bodyguard that's not like Caps. Caps can be worked from the back line. Luke Cage is the opposite; has to be within two of an enemy that's attacking. So he has to be up in the mix. Um, Iron Fist is kind of the opposite. He kind of wants to skirt around the fight, come in every now and then, and have one big impact play. So he is sort of a uh, he's sort of a glass cannon a little bit. He's a little defensive, like a lot of the Avengers I like. Um, but he's definitely one you have to do some protecting with, which Avengers brings in spades. Uh, and the other thing that they both do that's really nice that their actual duo is a, their tactics card heroes for hire. Um, it's basically going to give you a bodyguard, but the person you're bodyguarding is going to have to pay for it because you're, they're hiring Luke Cage or Iron Fist to hit the, take the hit for them, uh, which is which is fine and all. There's a lot of cards that do stuff like that, and you know you have innate abilities that do that already. But the special thing about this one is if your character survives, which Luke Cage most likely will survive and a full health iron fist is most likely to survive most attacks coming in on him. If the character that attacked is size three or smaller, you get to throw them away from you. So if someone comes in with a big heavy hitter uh, on someone that you don't want them touching heroes for hire is a good way to knock them away and keep your, your squishy target even safer than they were. If you were just bodyguarding, it's also a good way to get people off of objectives if someone's trying to to try to contest a point with you, you can use heroes for hire to force them off and you can score the point instead. Uh, and I think that for me, as we talked about a little bit, a lot of people that synergize well with Steve are a little bit higher value. I think Luke Cage synergizes super well with them. Iron Fist, not so much, but he's a good complement to a lot of what you're doing in Steve when it comes to high value plays. Yeah. Even if uh, like Iron, Iron Fist is not like the number one candidate for a Steve roster, but like if you're looking for another three threat and affiliation choice, uh, Iron Man, Iron Fist, e- either way, you're getting a solid addition. That's bringing uh, some extra offense to the table. Uh, and both of whom are pretty tanky. So if you've already got heroes for hire in the, the list anyway, uh, that brings some really nice utility to the team that your opponent has to take into account. Yeah. And I, I played a little bit of both of them in a list in criminal syndicate just to try it when they first came out. And the threat of having that on both sides of the table really makes some head scratching moments for your opponent where they know it can come at any time. And they're trying to find out the best way to not give you value which means you're you're in your opponent's head. You're you're going to get more value out of it because they're not going to see what you see. Yeah, yeah, well, that that's the thing I really like about that expansion is they 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 become puzzle pieces for your opponent. Like they between Luke Cage being tanky and his his too dangerous to ignore ability, his bodyguard esque ability, and Iron Fist. If you power him up too much, then he's just going to remove an activation from one of your big characters. Uh, and then the Heroes for Hire, all those combined just make it so that every time your opponent has to make a decision, they got to think about these two, one or two who are on the board and 
the more times you give your opponent uh, an opportunity to make a choice, the more times you get the opportunity that they might make the wrong choice or they might make a mistake and leverage in your favor just because they're afraid of what either of these two might do just by just sitting and being on the board before they even do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're in a, in your typical, you know, uh, game night game, this, this part won't be important, but when you're at a, an event and people are under time, uh, that time crunch can start to, to really add up as they, as they start to make these decisions that can really affect uh, late game decisions by them when when time's running out and they start having to think faster. They might not be able to think the play all the way through from the beginning to anticipate that. So the more time you make your opponent think about what they have to do, the more time you have to think about what you're going to do in response, especially if your opponent's not presenting you hard decisions like this. And that's always something you want to be looking for is ways to make your opponent pause. Because you can use that pause too. You, you use it both ways. Next up, we've got some recommended splash characters, and uh, Josh, I like yours. I understand yours. I've played yours. I know mine. Most everybody <laughs> probably already knows mine. Uh, Matthew, I am really intrigued by your choice here. Tell me about it. Uh, well, my choice is Black Cat, um, because Black Cat brings the kind of plays that Josh hates, uh, which is... <laughs> Uh, disgusting degenerate round one plays and something that black cat does if you're not aware is that she steals extracts off of other of your enemies and it's three power and that's a lot of that's a lot and she doesn't she only get gains one power turn but with steve if you throw in advanced r&d as one of your tactics cards somewhere along the line in the game you can kind of set up so that someone has power, they advance R&D, they toss that one power to Black Cat, and then she can just go to anyone. She's got a long move, so she basically can reach almost anyone on the board if you, if you deploy her appropriately. Uh, I mean, I've placed her right in the center, and she can reach either D with plenty of room. And it, it can give you a strong advantage in that early VPs, just having you having having an opponent take um, feel like they're secure in what they what points they're bringing into the second round, and then having them just taken away, and now they have to deal with getting it off of her. But not only that, um, with the new rules as they are now, the random crisis uh, selections mean that I always. I'm trying to think of what happens when I don't have priority. What happens if I have, if I'm sitting there and there's an odd number of extracts and somebody has priority and they're going to be able to grab that extract and I'm going to be on the back foot going to round one. Well, Black Cat is a solution to that at three, only three threat and a tactics card to be able to turn that around and be able to get that point back. And actually... There are certain plays that we, you can hit me up on the Discord. We can talk about it for days. But there are certain plays that you can turn around and even without um, priority, be able to take a massive advantage on your extracts thanks to Black Hat's um, ridiculous ability to steal with just two power under Steve. Yeah, it's it's some pretty gross stuff. And 
I I'm not gonna lie, not not to just hate on Black Cat, but I do kind of hope that uh, whenever the next round of character erratas happen, that uh, her steel ability goes the way of Enchantress's, where it costs an action because oh, right should, now it, it is be an action. so filthy. It absolutely it should be. be an action. I, the fact that it's not an action action is 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 horrendous, and that's why it <laughs> exists, and that's why I'm re- recommending you use her. Yeah, and even even without it two power and an action to automatically stagger like a six threat character is also just nasty fun. I was going to bring that up. I think a lot of people I have seen primarily talk about her steel. She's got uh, a lot of mobility for a character that can stagger any character in the game for two power, especially a Hulk, especially a Hulk, a Hulk, um, a Dormammu, a anybody. I mean, I thought you couldn't stagger Dormammu. Is Dormammu yeah. a stagger? I, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I thought I know someone is immune to stagger. I think it's Dormammu. Dormammu. I mean, he's immune to stagger. Yeah. I know okay. what I'm talking about, boys. Well, you can't do it to Dormammu. Yeah, I was supposed to say. Hold on one second. She can go around. She can just easily stagger a Magneto, a Hulk, a She-Hulk, uh, any of those more expensive characters, except for Dormammu, who is. Fortunately for him, unfortunately for her, immune. Yeah, being able to just half the output of a high threat, high impact character on your opponent is going to be extremely valuable, even if there's no extract for you to be stealing at the moment. And on top of that, when you're if you're not doing the extract plays, uh, she's got a two cost hop or grappling hook that now gets to be one. Um, oh, it's so great. Yeah, she gets even more mobility, so she's still got something to do if maybe she's already got an extract and you don't want to steal another one, or if she can't get to one at the time. There, there's still things she can do. Uh, so I really, I actually really like her. I think her, one of her biggest issues in other affiliations is her power generation, and Steve helps that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and just and just to about the stagger point, it doesn't have to just be a high level character like we were just talking about iron fist and iron fist's biggest thing is that he needs to get in to do that iron fisting and if you see that iron fist is going to have the ability to has that online you can stagger him and then run away and then if iron fist can't get to his target to iron fist then he then he then even though you're doing it on a three threat it's just two power to make sure that you don't lose an activation yeah oh yeah yeah high impact high high threat High impact targets don't necessarily have to be high threat. They yeah. tend to be, but definitely, like you said, like some of those lower threats, even something like a toad being able to, to grab an extract off someone, you know, you can't kill and forcing him to stay still rather than get out. Stuff say you got a two point character that can be super valuable. So always be looking, you know, if you don't have anything better to do with her, you know, that stagger can, can swing a game or swing around uh, totally in your favor. So, uh, Nate, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your Pride and Joy character? If you've listened to much of my YouTube content or listened to me anywhere, uh, you know that I am a Symbiote fan, especially when it comes uh, to Venom, which works out really favorably for me whenever I play Avengers, because uh, he makes such a ridiculously good Avenger. Uh, so the primary reason for that is he has the reactive ability when somebody attacks him, as long as they're within range three, Venom can usually spend two, now only one, 
to attack back at that character. Uh, and so usually if a character is attacking Venom, they're probably going to deal a damage. And so like you instantly have the power to instantly attack back. And if you have three more power laying around for We Are Venom, uh, that means additionally any of the damage you deal back, you're going to heal. Uh, so it keeps Venom a very tanky individual, uh, unless he's just getting sniped at by energy attacks. Uh, but as long as this is his activation, you don't have that problem anymore, uh, because suddenly, for one power, Venom can pull enemy characters within range four medium towards him. D- does anybody else do that that I'm just like not aware of? Medium displacements that aren't throws are pretty uh, pretty few and far between, I think. And I think it's just Omega Red. Yeah, I yeah, think Omega, Omega Red, Red mirrors him. Have the, have the same uh, Web Snare-esque uh, thing. Venom's anyway, better. It's, it's so good. Uh, you're right, because his doesn't require a line of sight or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Venom being able to, even just as early as turn one move uh up to like a b and if the opponent has overextended with a character venom can move web snare bring them medium towards him and just get an attack in turn one not to mention displacing uh, an enemy character uh just turn one getting them off of a point that they thought they were going to get uh so there there's a ton of different things that venom does well and he just adds to uh, to how I like to play Steve, at least, which is just outvalue your, your opponent. Important to note, too, his whip snare is has no size restriction. Uh, yeah. Especially with the direction from the recent errata, it seems that that's going to be a little bit more rare. That's going to be very valuable to, to recognize characters that can that can displace higher size characters. Venom is one of them, and it's one of the the longest, but it's one of the furthest that you can in terms of how the bubble of influence it has and how far it actually physically moves them. Uh, and he's also got a fantastic throw. It's only range two. Don't make the same mistakes I do and try to think it's range three. But it is a range two throw uh, that, that moves size three, again, a medium. So you can potentially get a lot of... Uh, of ground covered by an opposing character into positions they really don't want. If you're able to chain both of these together, which is much cheaper because you're playing Steve's Avengers. I mean, it's also something to be not, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've played venom and someone attacks venom and they deal, they deal a bunch, they deal some damage and I'm one power shy from doing the clap back with his, his spender to heal back. And I'm just like, if I had just one more, if you did one more damage, I wish I, you dealt one more damage and having that efficiency on with, uh, with Steve, not only just to have that not be a concern in the clapback because the, the clapback is one less, but just like Merzane was saying, I mean, Josh, sorry, Josh was saying the, uh, uh, you were you were saying about all these other powers that are discounted. It just it just stacks up so much so that Venom always has the power to just heal himself back up and feel immortal. Yeah, I, I think if you're looking for splash characters in in Steve's Avengers, I think one of the the best things to look for is characters like this who have defensive abilities that can be used on your opponent's turn because that's where you're going to get a lot of value because 
your opponent is going to get more activations than that one character. So they're having the potential to trigger it multiple times is going to get you more and more value. Uh, and of course, characters that have good things to use during their activation, but it's the, it's the way to get the most bang for your buck with Steve. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and talk about yours. Cause I'm really curious if we're seeing a four threat version of this character or a five threat version of this character in Steve's adventures. So uh, my choice of character is one of my favorite characters in the game, honestly, and that's Loki. Um, so to answer your question, it's anything, any kind. Um, my preference is I enjoy Loki with the mind gem. Um, I love having the displacement on Loki. I think it makes him a really interesting control piece all the way around uh, in almost every aspect. Um, but you can use the space gem as well. And that gives him, you know, the ability to move your own characters. A lot of Avengers can suffer from being slow or not having a lot of ways to move and attack or move and get value. And Loki can fix that. He can move himself with a space gem. He can move one of your slower characters. He can move a Hulk who we talked about being fast. Uh, well, now he's even faster because Loki just says, Hey, what if you're further forward? Um, and then even as a fourth threat option, um, he doesn't get the, the control aspect, but he's surprisingly, uh, he's surprisingly lead fisted. I am a God is a reactive ability that, Again, we talked about being able to use abilities on your opponent's turn. It's one that can be used for you or your opponent. Um, a five die strike or more, if you're using playing on something like hammers or using characters that can give him more dice, uh, that those counting blanks on an attack roll really adds up. Uh, it's it's pretty often that even outside of Steve's Avengers, it'll pay for itself against most characters. Maybe not the most tanky of characters, but against a lot of characters. Uh, and Steve, you're going to start building more power with it. And that's going to allow you to do other things. Like if you bring your gems, pay for them, use his mystic attack, which mystic isn't something that a lot of uh, Avengers typically carry with them. Um, and then he has another ability. He has two other abilities that are pretty interesting. The, uh, the trickster is his other reactive ability. Uh, being able to move around and move his little bubble of influence is really important. Um, and being able to do that cheaper on your opponent's turn is pretty, uh, sometimes pretty hard for them to manage, but it also keeps them safer without having to use power on some of your bodyguards. And then his bubble I'm talking about is his God of mischief ability. It makes your opponent spend more power for their superpowers. If they're within range one, four of Loki. So they're going to have to spend one power where you're getting a discount of a power. They're spending more power. And that doesn't just happen once per turn, like your, your Steve leadership. So uh, we'll talk about a little bit. One of the ways I like to play Avengers is, you know, talking about outvaluing Loki's a good way to build value yourself and force your opponent to have worse value and swing that pendulum further in your direction for, uh, for what you're going for. Absolutely. So, uh, so let's go ahead and get into that. Uh, talk about uh, how how do you like uh, your your play style or objective uh, setups? Uh, I like to have them be tanky. That's why I've advised Luke Cage or high survivability like Loki. I want them to last as long as possible. Have lots of uh, defensive tech you can use in your opponent's turn uh, to really leverage that Steve leadership as much as possible. And also keep yourself alive 
um, denying your opponent more power in different ways, like just not taking damage or keeping that bubble open so your opponent isn't uh, is having to spend more power to do anything, and eventually just choking your opponent out on on that idea. If you if you can't kill your guys, he's probably not scoring points. If he's not using his powers to move you off of them because they're too expensive, well, then you're just going to score them. And a lot of the characters I like to take, they typically have a way to displace you or hit you back pretty hard in response. Uh, so it's kind of a multifaceted thing. You know, I want venom also works in there. I, I like your suggestion of venom a lot um, because he's also an incredibly hard to kill character. That's uh, going to be getting a lot of value. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the things like, so, so for me, the, the play style of the Avengers uh, specifically Steve's, uh, is the door is so wide open uh, because it's such a large roster of characters. Uh, and while there aren't very many of the three and four, fr- four threat uh, characters that play really well with what he's trying to do, uh, once you start getting to the five and six threats, uh, you can bring in Hulks like Matthew mentioned that can just absolutely start devastating. And when I say Hulk, something like, hey, Hulkbuster, She-Hulk. Uh, Bruce Banner Hulk are all options that uh, will slap in their own way. Uh, but then you also have uh, characters like Doctor Strange, not an affiliation, uh, but a good choice for Avengers. Uh, Cable, who can also really help boost the tankiness of your team by spending, instead of two power, one power to give an ally two extra defensive dice. Uh, which I could only imagine how infuriating that is when you target somebody like a black Panther with that ability. And then his, uh, his on activation ability to uh, heal people is also discounted, Mm -hmm. uh, which gives you even more of that value. I I think the way that you like to play is a little bit more flexible, right? Like you like to have a lot of options. I like to lean into not losing my guys. So that's kind of the difference. Like you can, and that's part of the flexibility is that you can kind of lean one way or the other or just jack of all trades your list. There's a lot of ways you can do it. There aren't very many wrong ways to play uh, Steve and his Avengers. Uh, but for, for me, ultimately, it comes down to like just build a value engine that your opponent cannot keep up with. Like maybe the dice aren't always going to go your way. But when your power economy is just significantly better than your opponent, uh, they're losing on a, a different part of the the battlefield as well. Yeah. I think there is one bat. Well, there's one wrong way to play Avengers, and I think it's the way that Matthew wants to play them. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, so I, I can infuriate you. <laughs> oh, we're simmering over here, my friend. Uh, we're simmering. Although it's not, it's not entirely horrible so i i don't like so uh what i like to do is is kind of take what josh is mentioning which is that defensive ability and do take it to the dark side and um being able to i think that the avengers have an, an amazing way of staying uh alive you they have so many defensive good defensive characters being able to misdirect attacks into luke cage or into uh you know, Steve Rogers and, um, and then the characters themselves, like black Panther counting blanks and Hulk with his rerolls. There's a lot of defense and I like to come in, start strong, get a fast extract advantage, and then 
and to not necessarily run away and not engage, which is not fun. I don't like to not engage at all, but, um, but to be able to outlast, to not, to make it so that you can't just come and beat up my characters. Now that I have the extracts, you can just take my characters, beat them up, take the extracts away and run away. Now, if you want to take, I'm going to take your extracts with black, with black cat and Hulk. And if you want them, you have to try to take them off of my cold, dead characters' bodies because they are <laughs> not going to let them go. When they and I refuse, and I want to. I'm going to hear us for hire it. I'm going to do whatever I can to hold on to those points. And I think a lot of problems with teams that are so focused on these extract plays is that they don't necessarily play well um, on the table as well. And people wonder why, but it's usually because they. They don't have any other backup and the Steve Avengers is totally different because their backup is I'm going to outlast you and I'm not going to just run away. I'm going to, I'm also going to play the secure game because Steve Avengers has, as, as Josh said, an amazing amount of displacement. I mean, usually when I'm playing, almost all my characters have a push or a throw and I, that's how I like to play. So if you come to me, I'm pushing you away. I'm throwing you away. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'd like to clarify a little. I, I think that your your line of early advantage, uh, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I, I don't like it when, as you said, people run away. Um, but I, I I'm okay with an uh, early advantage is is important. It, setting the pace for the game is great, uh, and I like the idea that you you don't run to a corner, you square up, and you say, "You got to hit me, come at me, bro." All right, so I think that kind of wraps up uh, what we're what we're kind of laying down here. Is there any f- closing thoughts you guys want to um, lead us out with? Um, I'll I'll start since I just already had my rant and I'll close it out. And I just say, um, just have fun with Steve Avengers. There's so much you can do with them, and there's so many combinations. And whenever I talk to people about this stuff, people say, "Is this better? Is that better?" And honestly, the difference between one character being better than another character is so minuscule. Just play what is fun for you. Always have a plan. You know, he's the star-spangled man with a plan. And go out there, have a plan when you sit down at the table, and it'll reward you. And if you have any questions um, and want to talk about any of my more degenerate um, brand, you can always hit me up on the discords at uh, Shadow Marvel. And, and now we we're learning where the shadow part of that name comes from. <laughs> the shadow Marvel. I get it now. It all comes together. Uh, we, we needed somebody to be on the dark side for this. So uh, no, I, and I like it. The Avengers have actually a ton and I have since the beginning of the game. Like I remember doing a turn one uh, Thor charging and dropping off vision. Uh, to be able to be like, oh, here's a beam attack on three of your characters. Then Thor punches another one and throws them into one of those other characters. Just like uh, Avengers, because of uh, Steve's unique ability, have some fantastic uh, turn one play opportunities. And so if you want to kind of visit those, definitely hit up uh, Matthew. He has apparently a catalog for you to shop through at this point. (laughs) Oh, I do. I I have a notebook. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely want to, uh, I think of any of the 
any of the affiliations, if there's an idea you want to do, Adventures is one of the ones that can do it. They're so flexible, even just inside Steve's leadership. But then when you break into other leaderships, you know, there's so many avenues you can go through. And I, I definitely want to to mirror what Matthew said about uh, the difference between like the best character that you, you're going to hear people say, this is the best character, best three point character, best character in this affiliation, whatever. The difference between them and the supposed worst character is not a very large gap. Um, there's nothing wrong with playing something that is perceived as bad because the difference between bad and good in this game is almost negligible in a lot of cases. Uh, there are some exceptions. Uh, we, we saw a few before the errata, like Enchantress and Medusa, but for the most part, your favorite character is probably going to be really cool in this affiliation, uh, particularly Avengers, because it just enables so many different people. And with that... I'm going to toss it over to Nate for a minute. I think he has a few, um, a few people he wants to discuss uh, before we close out. People, people to thank for sure. Yeah, because uh, really, this show would not be possible without, uh, honestly, you, the people listening, uh, members of the Guild Hall on Patreon. Uh, thank you guys uh, so much for clicking download on a, a new podcast for uh, with a bunch of guys who have maybe an idea about what we're doing, but not really a good idea at this point. Uh, so we're excited to, to go down that, uh, that hallway of adventure. Uh, but also uh, a big thanks to our sponsors, uh, both Tritex games based over in the EU, as well as war room hobbies based here in Tennessee. Uh, both are great local gaming stores that have game nights and are supporting their local communities. So if you're shopping online anyways, uh, please consider using them as an option to support an LGS instead of a company like Amazon. Uh, and to help beat those prices, I do have some codes that will save you even more off of their already discounted prices. If you use the code TritexGGCP5 at checkout, you'll save an extra 5% off of Tritex's MCP selection. And if you check out at War Room Hobbies, you can use the code MCP2022 for an extra 10% off of your order. Uh, so if you're already shopping, though, from your LGS, continue doing that. Uh, we understand, they understand, uh, and are still wanting to find a way to support the Guild's videos or the podcast. Uh, check out our Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month or $12 a year, uh, you help us continue to put out all of this uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol content. Thank you very much. And I, I'm i a patron, too. You are. <laughs> you, you were one of my early ones. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, it, it gets you some nice uh, access to the Gamers Guild Discord, which is not something I feel like uh, gets talked about enough. There's some pretty good conversations that happen in there every now and then. If you, you can talk with us. Yeah, come come chat, come talk, and uh, we'll uh, we'll eventually get to a point where we probably have uh, some, some podcast questions and other stuff where there's going to be uh, some more interaction that I'm excited to, to get fired up. Uh, and now here at the very end, uh, I want to I want to start a new tradition, uh, oh. and I want to go to the end game, okay. and I want to talk about something that is not related at all to Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, and now to end this episode, I want to kind of do something new. Uh, it's something that I've seen other uh, podcasts do that I really like, and that is uh, going to the end game. And talking about something that is not related at all to Marvel Crisis Protocol. Uh, and today, what I have for you all is a recommendation of a show 
on Netflix, if you haven't seen it already, called Arcane. Oh uh, my goodness, yes. This, this show is so, so very good. Uh, if you know nothing about it, that's totally okay. Just go watch it. Uh, it's one of the best quality animated shows uh, that has been put out just kind of with a period there at the end. Uh, the soundtrack is fantastic and uh, just kind of as like a little bonus to it. If anything, if you are familiar with the video game league of legends, it's kind of based on their universe, but it has absolutely nothing zero zilch uh, to do with the video game. It is just a wonderfully told story through nine episodes. Uh, second season is confirmed and I'm so excited for it. I'm not going to say anything to spoil anything, uh, but I highly recommend uh, watching that show if you have not yet already. I, I, I definitely want to mirror that. And uh, another thing to, to, to build on that League of Legends point, if you don't know anything about League of Legends, watch it's fantastic and don't play League of Legends. Like, you will, it, it, It's such an enjoyable experience without that game. That game could not exist in your mind. And the, the show is fantastic. You need absolutely no knowledge about it. Uh, or or have any desire to experience that game afterwards. So if you're intimidated by the fact that it's attacked, attached to League of Legends, don't be. It's just a fantastic standalone show. Yeah, I, I don't. It wouldn't surprise me if it gets some uh, some awards at uh, whatever the next TV show award show is. I don't even know these days. Uh, have you seen it, Matthew? Have you seen Arcane? I don't have Netflix. Oh no! <laughs> you need Netflix just for Arcane, and then you can cancel it. Okay, I'll, I'll, do, do that like seven day free trial. Surely Netflix has one of those, right? Someone, someone you know has to have <laughs> Netflix that you can borrow, and offer to give them Disney Plus in exchange. I do have Disney Plus. You have you have trade value with someone then. Uh, I love a barter economy. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. This is probably the format we're going to be following for a little while. Maybe not this exactly, but this is definitely something we're going to come back to often to talk about leaders and affiliations. If you have any, if you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to give us a, a, a message either in the discords on YouTube or this, or I don't, I don't know if we have comments on podcasts, but I'm sure there's some way you can talk to us. Uh, but thanks for listening until next time. Keep on gaming. Makes awesome. me feel so powerful.